love the chase and the hunt, and I set the pace. Well, here we are. Can you believe this, Ramirez? We are on episode two of the Blueprint. 502, our podcast, and what are we talking about? We're talking about real estate, we're talking about business, but I guess we're talking about winning, talking yes. about you know succeeding, yep. right? We're, we're positive, we're pragmatic, and so here we are in episode two. I'm excited. And and, and I'm Kevin Trimble and Ramir Heinze, and we're both uh, realtors with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Parks and Weisberg Realtors, as well as Partners Realty in Bowling Green and Glasgow. And overall, we have offices in Louisville, Southern Indiana, Glasgow and Bowling Green, as we like to say, from Southern Indiana to the Tennessee line, mm-hmm. we're here to serve you. We've got 126 agents. Um, Ramir is a rock star agent. He's been an agent for a short time, but in that short time, he is, uh, he's, he's been unbelievable, like a rocket launching off, and he's into property management. He's into investing. He works with commercial realtors. He does in commercial investors. So. He's doing great things. My job's a little bit different. I focus on growth. How can I help grow an agent? How can I help grow the company? How can I help grow an office? So with that said, Ramir, how's your week? It's been a week since episode one. Tell me about it. What are we doing? Yeah, so I mean, my my week has been pretty busy this week. Like uh, I got my BNI meeting that I got to do tomorrow. Um, Tonight we have a networking night out from four to seven. So that is just a big networking group that I'm going to be inviting people to the offices from four to seven at Joe's Older Than Dirt. Um, so the main purpose is it's just, you know, it's a big networking group. So it's going to be a tons of business owners coming in and just networking, passing around business cards, growing their net worth because your network is your net worth. Um, this past Monday was the season opener for women's basketball, Louisville women's basketball. Um, so I took my family to go to there. And the next game is actually tomorrow on Thursday. Um, And I'm super excited about that because I'm actually going to be taking one of my clients. Um, So that's going to be a lot of fun. He's going to bring bring some people from his family. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Women's basketball, they are fun to watch. And, hey, there's some bucket getters on that team. They're winning. There's some bucket getters. Final four. They played Cincinnati, and they won by, I think, 20 or 30 points. It was something like that. But they, they looked really good. They look, they look very well coached. Jeff Wallace does a tremendous job. And the gentlemen play tonight. And the gentlemen play tonight against Bellarmine. And they better, I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm a Cards fan. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will say it's an anomaly, and it's you can't be one, but I'm also not a Cats hater. I've learned a lot. You know, I tell people all the time, I, uh, I've been to Afghanistan, I've been to Iraq, I've been all over the world, and I've lived in Alabama. I've seen hate. Yeah. Okay, you don't want to hate your rival. That's crazy because your friend's there. But I will tell you that, the Cardinals, um, we're playing Bellarmine. Bellarmine's now D1. Yep. They're in the Florida Gulf Co- Conference or something. But here's the thing. Bellarmine can play. Yep. Bellarmine's disciplined. Um, I saw Bellarmine. Well coached. Very well coached. Scotty Davenport. I saw him in an exhibition game a couple weeks ago against my alma mater. The uh, Greg Mason coached praying Colonels of Center College mm-hmm. played Bellarmine, and it was no match. But thing is, I've uh, the, the, our gentlemen Cardinals, they had a little tough one. They've it's had two tough ones. Yeah, one yeah, it wasn't good. Games. Defense optional, maybe I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a great game tonight, and I can't wait for it. Um, but yeah, so that that's kind of been what my week has consisted of so far. This Friday, I'm meeting with a new potential uh, buyer. I'm meeting with them to see how they are wanting to uh, move forward, which they're also looking to purchase an investment property. So we're going to see if we're um, a good fit to work with each other and to see what his goals are to then move them forward. 
And then I've also been working on a new email um, database that I've been building. And so it's been taking a lot of my time of trying to build it. I've been trying to move systems. It's been, I think it's going to be very great and beneficial, um, mm -hmm. but it's going to be a lot of times that I got to build my email templates. Now, is this a I system gotta, you got um, in-house or is this something you, you went out and bought or used yeah, or what? Yeah, I went out and bought it. I, okay. I, did, I did research on it. I, um, you know, did research, listen to other top producing agents and see, you know, what do they use? Um, for their email subscriptions and you know really it's I don't want to reinvent the wheel I yeah. just want to what works kind of take it and then put my little spin on it and so that's what I found and then this email database is it's been a headache I've been able to the easiest part has been able to uh, get all my contacts and put in an excel sheet and then import it yeah. into the database that's the easy part but then I got to figure out you know how am I gonna automate this? How am I gonna make it super simple and easy? Then now I gotta create the nice email templates and I gotta uh, link this to this and I gotta do this to this and then I gotta create content for certain things. I mean, now we're starting to get into a point where it's like, okay, now my creativity has to come out and I have to make it unique to me and appealing to the other person that I'm sending it well, to. Well, I tell you what's amazing, if you think about, and we go back to generations and there's, as I always say, the desired outcome remains the same. Help your clients, help them achieve their goals, and you yourself achieve your goals. Let's just say what it is. You know, your, uh, you know, your goals are the same as the realtor has been here for 30 years. Yeah. That's been practicing, is very successful. And I always say, desired outcome remains the same. The method is different, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, and if you look at the methods, and that's what I love, you know, you know, here you are, you know, one of the younger agents, but becoming one of the uh, more experienced and most productive agents we have, but you're using technology, you're using something different. And a lot of people I don't think understand that there's no, I would honestly say, there's no right, one right way to do it. There's not. Mm -hmm. There's not. And, you know. And that's the beauty of technology. Oh yeah, like who's one of the, like who do we all go to? We treat them like the godfather, Don Rowe, right? Yeah. And you know, by the way, if y'all know Don Rowe, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Parks and Weisberg Realtors, He's been in the business for a long time. We kind of call him the godfather. He is a, he's a legend. And you know what? He outworks everybody. Who's the first guy here at the office? Don Rowe. Don, if not Dave Parks, it's Don Rowe, okay? Um, Don Rowe, he's, uh, he's a paper and a pencil guy. He writes it down. Everything's in writing. Obviously, contract got to be in writing. Mm -hmm. But Don Rowe isn't much into, yeah, he'll work a database. But that database is, it might be on paper. Yeah, well, he told me his, his is actually an Excel sheet. Yeah. So, and then he prints out the Excel sheet. So, you know, but me on the other hand, I actually use a CRM. I use email uh, databases, you know, stuff like that yeah. to help automate it. So that way I can pick it up from my phone, from my laptop. If I'm in Kentucky, if I'm somewhere else, I know I can always, you know, work it and not have to be in the office to do that. Because that's a big thing for me is, you know, I don't want to always have to be tied down to being in the office to complete the work that I need to be done. In August, I took a trip to Atlanta, and I was still able to be down there and working on certain things because I brought my laptop with me, and everything was online. So that was great because I was in Atlanta for a weekend, but I'm still handling what I need to uh, take care of, still able to handle seller clients, buyer clients, you know, whatever. Well, so your habits then aren't, and that's what I like what you're saying, your habits aren't limited to proximity, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's something that's really interesting. I still believe if you look at the most successful agents in our company and most companies, most of them get up and go to work every day. They may go to the office. A lot of them go to the office. And if they don't go to the office, a lot of them do the same thing from, say, it's home. Mm -hmm. First thing in the morning, 
this home. I still want to get better at that. Yeah. It's how do they do it? And that's where, you know, one of the things it's, it's funny uh, talking and we use, you know, some of the agents that, you know, are more experienced, have been in the business a lot longer that don't need to go use a fancy database to do it. You know, they're good with an Excel spreadsheet, which it took them a while to set up. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I've noticed is this. You know how, like, heck, like I said, I'm, a, I'm old enough to be your dad. Mm-hmm. But even me, if, if I can't find my phone, it's like, oh, my God, I left my arm at home, right? right? right. Where's my phone? You know, I've got to have my apps. Got to right. have. They don't feel that way. Right. Other than, you know, a lot of them, you know, they may be on their phone here in the office. They might be using this thing called a landline. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> they, we've got it out of the museum. Right. But have you ever noticed that? Yeah. They're I not. Have. They don't panic if they don't have a phone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I think that that is kind of unseen. That's crazy to me because I've always, from a young age, I've always grown up a phone with a phone. I haven't grown up with a smartphone, so I haven't had the, I haven't always had internet access. But there was a point in time where I had a flip phone. You know what I mean? And then I didn't start getting my first smartphone probably. You had a flip like, phone? Yeah, I had a flip phone. I've got a whole drawer of flip phones. I didn't get my first smartphone until 2011, which, of course, you know, to you all, you're probably like, whoa, you know, of course that makes sense. Um, or, you know, that isn't that long. But I still remember, like, I think back to, like, my little brother. He's never had a flip phone. He's never had, Man. you know, something like it. It's always been a smartphone just because he was born in 08. So, you know, the time he gets old enough, say he's five years old, and my parents always wanted us to have a phone at an early age yeah. just to contact back and forth. So, I mean, the time he's five years old is 2013 at that point, you know? Like, that, that is so long. That's so long. When I was five years old, it was 2007. Wow. So, when did the first iPhone come out? Around that time, I think? Uh, about 08, 09, yeah. My first phone, cell phone was in uh, uh, about 97, 97, and it looked like... A walkie-talkie, mm-hmm. and I think I still might be in a drawer somewhere because I've moved <laughs> so many times. But we still collect those, and a lot of people say, "Oh, you should get rid of them." I'm like, "Man, they're museum pieces." Yeah. But it's interesting to talk about phones. Well, what are, what are the big things? Like, what are you pumped about this week? Are anything good that you've done this week to lead to next week? What are you thinking? Yeah. So I mean, the main thing that I am super super excited about. I'm gonna reemphasize this: is these women basketball season tickets. So. I am super, super fun, super, super fun. It's super fun, and I'm super pumped about it because I can take referral partners. I can take past clients. I can take future clients. I can take these people to these games. Uh-huh. And it's great because I would enjoy these games regardless yeah. because I watch these games on TV. I just, don't, I just usually don't go. Monday was my first game that I've ever been to in person for a women's game, yeah. and it was great. There was a lot of people there. It was a great, fun environment. There was a funny uh, older gentleman behind me. He was hilarious. Uh, they were hitting threes, making layups. I mean, they were just doing really good fundamental basketball plays that it was just really fun to see and watch because they are a top team. I think they're, number, they're top ten in the country right now. or It's something like that. Yeah. Last, well, last year yeah. they went to the Final Four. You know, so they're a really good team, and it's, a lot, it's really fun to see. Um, Haley Van Lith last night had 28. So that's one of the things that I'm excited about. Is I'm like tomorrow. taller than her, I think, and I'm not real tall. Yeah, yeah, she's she's she's, 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 she's she's about there. She might be taller than you. She, I think she might be like five seven or something like well, that. Well, she gets after it because I looked at, I thought about her, and I thought about look at the progress they make, and it goes back to, because you know me, real estate. I bring everything to sports. Mm-hmm. Everything, you know, I could, 
know, my argument is that I can connect college football or football. I can bring football into any endeavor in life. Just like I always tell you, I can find within three degrees, I can find a way that Wagner High School runs Louisville, Kentucky, right? You know, Wagner alumni, we, we're, we're everywhere. But at the same time, I look at sports and then I look what our agents are doing. And what I was fired up about this week was we've got this group of about six new agents, mm -hmm. brand new agents that got their license less than six months ago. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we're, 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 shoot, we're already in November, yeah. right? So less than six months ago, got their license. And, you know, they went through the program. They're going through the, hey, you're going to show up to work. We're going to make you better. Mm -hmm. um, and what's really been exciting, probably through the last month to six weeks, they're going through our boot camp program. Last night, we had dialing for dollars. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, let's work on dialing. Hey, this is how you, the anatomy of a phone call. And the same group, that core group is kind of staying together. Mm -hmm. And what's even better about it is I started doing some research on, okay, what makes a good agent? Mm -hmm. What makes a great agent? Now, a lot of people say, oh, it's hard work. Okay, well, what can you cut out? Say, you know, I'm thinking about growth, right? If someone comes to me and says, you know, hey, I just got my real estate license. I'd love to join, you know, your brokerage. Obviously, our brokers, that's their choice. But how do you help them determine, okay, are they a good fit? And one of the things I've looked at is, these, this core group of brand new agents that we've got, you know, that are joining the 120 we already have, um, if you look at almost all of them, they all have a pattern of, of a, a, a displayed pattern of success mm -hmm. in something else, you know, and it's, and it's the, their look, prior career or, uh, or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. High school. Something. Like one of the things I look at, okay. If I meet someone that, you know, we've got like yourself, you take Jacob Sewell, and we get other agents. I look, okay, have you played sports? Have you worked? Have you done something? Okay, I've started something, and i finished something. Mm -hmm. And you look at this group, but what's real interesting is they're digging in with no fear. They're here making their calls. They're here uh, following up. You know, we had, you know, Kristen last night, and um, Kristen Birch-Jackson. I think she's a, a budding rock star herself. What was she doing? She called for sale by owners, said, hey. For sale by owner, may help getting appointments. Whereas she is got that from you know day one of training. Hey, this is what you have to do. Number one, prospecting is forever, right? Mm -hmm. Like in my old uh, uh, previous life, they used to say, okay, you know, you always got to hydrate, whether it was in football or in the Marine Corps or yeah. something else. Well, in in real estate and in any sales, you got to prospect, right? Yeah, right. And it's amazing to see. That number one, they've overcome the fear of I'm going to prospect. Number two, they've got the purity of purpose. But number three, you know, we've got, you know, John. John's been an agent for John Mackey. Mm -hmm. You know, he was a successful sales manager in, in another industry for years. And here he is in real estate and he is getting it. Why? Because he's prospecting, because he's hardworking, because he's doing those things. And I just think it's amazing to see that if you take the right people, you put them in an environment to say, okay, listen, we're going to challenge you. Um, we're not for everybody. And if you want to be successful, this is what you got to do. And it is, it's, it's, 
I mean, it fires me up every day because sometimes, as you know, you'll talk to some people and they'll say, well, I don't want to do it because of the market, right? Well, what, what, what's, what's Dave and Judy always say? You're never going to beat the market ever, but you can always beat the competition, right? Right. And it's amazing to see how we've got some folks that are understanding prospecting, that are being persistent, that are being, you know, they're being positive. A lot of people say optimistic. Mm -hmm. You've got to be pragmatic. Pragmatic mm -hmm. is you take it as it is and say, okay, I understand. I'm going to achieve this. You mm -hmm. know, it's going to take me 20 phone calls to get one person to say, hey, to just to talk to me. So instead of being mad when, you know, the fifth call hangs up on you, that's when you're like, hey, I've only got 15 more to go. Right. You know? Right. We're ready to go. <laughs> and that, that was probably the highlight of my week is watching a boot camp class. And it's all, you know, we're just middle of the week. But it's a boot camp class. And then watching how that class works together, watching how understanding, A, the basics, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then on top of that, watching, doing extra training. You know, next week we're going to have some training um, for business planning. Yeah. For the whole year. You know, I made a, and if people want to see it, I'll send it out to you. So my phone number, my cell is 502-558-9958. Send me a text if you're interested in real estate, and I'll send you one of the things we talked about. That 80% looked up this NAR stat, almost 80. It's like 78. Mm -hmm. And this came out, this was like 2021 is when it came out. They haven't done a new one. It's like over the last five years, five to seven years, 78% of realtors quit the business within the first three years. And yeah. I'm... And it's because they don't consistently prospect. Prospecting is key. Yeah. Prospect, it, that's all it is to the business. Just talk to people. No matter how you talk to people, whether it's cold calling, whether it's open houses, whether it's door knocking, yeah. whether it's, you know, whatever it is, you need to be in front of people. And have now, a plan, right? What, and have a plan. Because Dave's, Dave's famous thing that he says around this office all the time is visibility leads to credibility, which leads to profitability. Yep. He says that all the time. So no matter what you're doing, you need to be in front of people. That's why BNI, that networking group, can be so beneficial to yourself because you're in front of other business owners who have you top of mind because you meet weekly at a minimum. And then we also have this networking night out. You go on one-to-ones with different people. So you're finding referrals for them. They're also going to be thinking it's a giver's gain kind of strategy. So the more you give, the more you shall receive. And that's just kind of what it goes just in life in general, not just at BNI. But that is one. Well, how do you like on that real quick? How do you like being, I mean, because I know, you know, BNI was new to me when I first got here, right? Mm -hmm. Dave had one. But now what I like is I've always tried to say I have my own BNI. You know, it's called my it's called my big network, but there's no there's no requirements and there's no rules and there's wait a second maybe I ought to get in one. But how long have you been in yours? What's yours like? Yeah, so I think I've been in mine. I want to say maybe maybe six months. I think if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Somewhere around there, um, we went through a lot of changes and a lot of shifts. So we are the first virtual group in Louisville. Um, oh. So we do all of our meetings on Zoom. On We had it on Wednesdays. Um, but we actually, we, we really went through a lot of transitions because we figured out that Zoom is great. It's great to have our meetings on Zoom, but it's not, it's not good to limit it to Zoom because then you miss out on those face-to-face -face interactions. You miss out on cer certain interactions. You miss out on really feeling like people's energy and feeling and building that kind of relationship. So that's what we kind of learned and we kind of shifted it. So now we have our meetings moved to Thursday mornings and that's where the network and night out came. 
that's where like us finding because we can only you know talk to so many people on zoom we can only be introduced to so many new people on zoom so if we can get out to a place and then put it out on social media and not just say hey come join the zoom meeting because of, of course you don't have your full attention when you're on zoom most of the time because you know there may you got a phone call coming okay well let me take this phone call so you're being i group you're being i group for has it been zoom for the whole six yeah, months it's it's been it's well the group's been open for i think two years now and it's been Zoom the whole time. How many but people are in the group? It's, I think we have somewhere between closer to 15 people or so. How many of you have you, have you met all of them face to face? I believe, I think all but two, because two of them are fairly new. Okay. So I haven't got a chance to meet, I think, two of them so far. And like I said, we, we were um, at a higher member rate, but it's kind of, it's changed because we've switched up the BNI. We've lost members because we've changed the day. But the but with us changing the day, that accommodated other people in the group, and except for you know a few members. So it was really better to change the day for the overall group. Of course, you're going to lose some members because they yeah. can't do Thursdays now. No, but so has it been very, effective though? It's been very effective, and we've met a lot of people. There's been people that have gotten business since we started moving in, since we've done the networking night out. Which the networking night out is fantastic. We've had, you know, between 20 to 50 people show up. Yeah. And, like, people are just handing out business cards, getting to know people. We're inviting those people to our meetings. So that's kind of ways for us to get people to join our meetings because down the line, the main thing that we want is we want um, we want multiple business owners in that group looking for referrals for everybody. Well, have so you if we have 50 people looking for a referral for you, Yeah. I mean that's that that's gonna be that's a lot of people out there looking for referrals and think about how many of these business owners, how many people these business owners touch on a daily basis. Oh, and I've seen it, I've seen it in action. You know, I went to a couple with people in our office. My favorite thing is to be a sub. Mm -hmm. You know, because the one thing about a Zoom BNI, they don't have chow. There's no food. There's no lunch. Right. You know, my favorite thing in the world. I'm not in a BNI, but hey, I need a sub. Okay, give me the script. Right. I'll go there. I'll, I'll get go my, eat the lunch. I'll get the lunch, <laughs> and I'll give you the best. Hey. Here's the pitch. Yeah. You know, my man can do this. My girl can do this. So, and I bring that up because that is just, it's, uh, you know, I'm old and I'm into networking. Networking yeah. is kind of like my life. That's, my life is a network. I always say two things. One, I've lived my life. I'm very fortunate. I've lived my life as the, as the, the, the Hall of Famer Louisville's own Paul Horning used to say, I've lived my life on scholarship. Well, mm -hmm. I feel like that. Okay. But to me, it's all because of the people, mm -hmm. which is the network. And so it's a, it's, it's, and I've, I've, trust me, I've done the virtual, um, you know, Zoom, I've way before, in my, in, in my last career, I was doing the virtual thing, you know, in, in, you know, the early 2000s, you know, different reason, different concept, different industry. Um, we, we were all over that, if you remember here, well before COVID, you know, we started doing that here because we've got offices out, you know, in the South End, offices in Bowling Green, but What's amazing is the BNI virtual only. It's it's a novel concept for me mm -hmm. because I'm like I said I'm older than you, but for your generation, it's almost kind of the norm. Yeah, it's and kind that, of the hey. That's what I mean. Is it, it's really worked great. The the virtual BNI it's super convenient uh, because I mean business owners and business people are super busy, so it's super convenient to get people to join our Zoom meetings, and it's great because then after we do the Zoom meetings on those Wednesdays, we have networking nights out. Now we're starting to want to incorporate um, like quarterly get-togethers. Um, that has nothing to do with, hey, let's have a one-to-one, -one. let's talk about how you can pass me a referral, let's talk about business, stuff like that. Yeah. Back in, um, I think it was June, it was June or it was over the summer, 
we had um, a time where we all went out and we went to Seneca Park and we invited everybody. We had football, we had um, spike ball, we had volleyball, we had tents up, we brought Jimmy John's, had music playing, and we were just sitting there just chilling, just having a good time. And just, I mean, it's like, it's building relationships. It's getting more familiar. It's not doing one-to-ones, but you're doing more one-to-one-to-one-to-one-to-one. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. 10 people of there of the group or however many people were there. But that way you get to build these relationships and it just be a genuine relationship, not necessarily like this person is part of my B&I. Now you, know, now you know this person's kids because, for example, that's what we did is we wanted to emphasize, um, you know, bring your family, bring your kids. This is what this is, event is for. We're bringing drinks. We're bringing... Um, cookies we're bringing jimmy john's for people to eat well how many people you know how many people in that group brought their their wives or their kids how and many? we were able to meet their kids or their wives and really get to know more about them on a personal level which that's just going to reflect back on the business level yes you know i i just bring that up because like i said i've been to some bnis and one of the things you know uh you know i've made a command decision the speed of or the the, the, the theme of our talk next week when we do this, and it goes back to BNI because it's you're talking about virtual BNIs. I see I've seen BNIs face to face, right? Um, in non-virtual and how they work, and I think they're I think they're it's one of the best concepts ever. I'm a big believer that everyone should also focus to try to everybody that's in sales or business or service or whatever should wake up every day trying to grow their own BNI, their own network. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, the theme I want to talk about and we're going to talk about next week is I called the speed of trust, mm -hmm. all right? Learned that, you know, I stole that term um, from, from, a, from a man named General Mattis a long time ago. And, you know, he wrote that down. He used it in my previous life. But the speed of trust to me is, is something that I think you and I can jump into Totally different conversation from BNI. Yeah. Because what I want to kind of end on now is, let's talk about what are we thinking about next week. I know for me personally, next this next few days coming up. You know, we've got uh, you know Veterans Day's coming up. Um, probably one of the best birthdays ever. Mm -hmm. So the United States Marine Corps birthday. Um, you know, 247 years of the Marine Corps is upon us, um, and pretty fired up about that. But Probably what I'm most fired up about is we've got business planning coming up. Yep. So our business planning, as you know, and this goes back to what I'm, I was so fired up about this week, watching our newer agents interact with our more experienced agents, but buying into the training program, buying in, but not just, okay, I'm going to go to training, I'm going to go to training, because you've seen the agents that... They're at every single training event. But they don't put anything to action. I've they don't never practice. Yeah, and you look up and you pop up, who got a sale this week? Hey, where are they at? No, they're not there. What I'm fired up is we have third quarter awards. Yep. You know, a Tuesday or a Monday, Monday's in Southern Indiana office. Tuesday's going to be in uh, Bowling Green. Wednesday here in Louisville. And then Saturday we're doing it again for folks that, you know, uh, can't make, can't make, uh, uh, Wednesday, mm -hmm. but we're third quarter awards, but we're also doing our annual business planning, which to me is, you know, I've put out a... a, it, a it, it's really great to set together a business plan oh. and kind of break things down of, you know, I want to make, for example, $100,000 a year. How, how much do I need to make a month? Okay. How many sales is that? 
What is the average sales price? What am I usually selling? How many times do I need to do this? How many contacts do I need to get to here? Do I, you know, certain things like that. And that's where our scoreboard comes in handy because then we can, you know, start from the big goal of I want to make a hundred thousand. Then Huge. we break it down. Okay. I need to make five. I need to talk to five people a day, four days a week. Well, now you put that on your scoreboard and now you start keeping track of yourself. Okay. I did it this day. I did it this day. Well, I did it three out of four days. I didn't really hit my goal, but I was close. Or yep. this week I actually did one out of four days or all, the, well, all that kind of stuff. did that last year because mm -hmm. I know we were sitting there. And what's exciting is we've got, okay, this was your results this year. We've mm -hmm. got that printed out. You do this many deals and this much volume, this much commission, what have you. Now, what are your goals for next year? And that's what I love is I found out there's not a lot of places that do that. And I don't care if it's, and really? I'm not just talking about real estate brokerages. Some will say they do, but it's there's other sales organizations that, you know, they'll say, hey, we're going to have the sales meeting, the annual sales meeting. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, the annual sales meeting, what's the breakout groups look like? If, is, it, is it somebody just telling them? Is it someone saying, hey, we have to hit this much this year? But it's the, hey, what's your goal? You know, as I like to use the term, what's your desired outcome? Right. Your desired outcome, we're going to, if your desired outcome is this, we're going to help you devise a method, a path, and a roadmap and like we talk about the show, a blueprint to achieve that desired outcome. Now, if your desired outcome is, as you said, you know, $100,000, okay, well, guess what? That's a full-time job. Yeah. And that is a full-time job plus if it's... Overtime. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely. And, and that's what I'm saying is, you know, that's a big goal for a lot of people is to hit 100000 especially in their own business. Yes. That, that That's huge for um, some people. And some people's goals maybe be... 250 or you know whatever it may be well don't forget the greatest story ever about goals um agent used to work here what was her goal i've got three kids i've got to get braces on their teeth i got to get braces i have a full-time job doing something else but i got to get braces on their teeth it's going to be spread out over this long and she did it she i mean she put everything around okay my goal is this there was a monetary figure to that mm -hmm. but there was also time and it was spread out over however many years why because it's not like you go get them, put them on, and you pay one price. Yeah, they're, you know, every little adjustment, they want their cut, right? Definitely. So, but she, I always think that's the greatest story. Her goal was kids, kids and braces. I know with me, one of my goals, my goals is kids through school. Yeah. You know, because if I can, what I really want to do is make the goal kids through school, because when that goal is accomplished, if I can keep up the same effort and same level of work, you know, maybe my wife and I can go do something else with that. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah, I definitely I definitely understand that. And what I learned from last year um, was my first year. So 2021 was my first year, and we did business planning at the end of the year last year. I really learned that, you know, going into my second year, my goals from my last year's business planning changed a lot. There was a lot of things that changed. Um, you know, I was, I was a little bit into commercial, but as, you know, this year progressed, I started learning more and more about commercial, started getting more and more involved into it, and there's been more and more opportunities that have come up since last year for that kind of stuff. And it's really sparked from one of my clients um, having three, uh, three commercial buildings that they're fixing up right now that they're wanting to sell, and that yes. kind of sparked it for me to, to start learning about commercial um, because then that's when I started talking to Michael Kearns about it and we started digging into certain things. And then as that kind of helped, then I started learning certain terms about, um, commercial, commercial terms like cap rate 
and it's not really necessarily, I wouldn't say commercial terms, I'd say investment terms. So yes. like cap rate, cash and cash return. Well, then I started learning that kind of stuff and then it kind of pulled back over into residential and now residential investors are starting to come in, which, you know, that's just helped me out on both sides. And so that's where I really learned that my goals have changed a lot. Um, I've also started to, I'm halfway through my Indiana school, so I'm studying to get my Indiana license. Yes. And so that's taken up a lot of my time this year, which I think I started that maybe in August, maybe, uh-huh. or somewhere around there. Are you doing it, it online? It, I'm doing online, yeah. And I'm 56 or 7, I'm 57% in right now. And I'm planning to have it done so that way I'd be licensed by the beginning of next year so that way I can hit it hard. Now, but, are you are you, are you you getting 100 on everything? Yeah, just about. I hope so. Because I know this one uh, agent, this one aspiring agent, mm-hmm. and man, she's awesome. She's got so much potential, but she's working on a real estate license. And she's got like 80 of the 96 hours already completed. She's like 30 or 40% done. And I'm like, why? You know, we talk often. I said, why are you only 34% done? And she's like, because I need to learn it. I'm writing everything down. Yeah, and that, like, that's what I've done is I got this full book that I just named Indiana Real Estate Study And guide, you're just writing away. And I'm writing away. And I'm like, like, half my book is already filled up. I was up like, you're taking forever. You but need to get good, it done. The good thing is, is a lot of the stuff in there I already know yeah. because it's Kentucky stuff. So well, like, I, I just mean, went through a course where it's talking about like, closings man yes. i breezed through that thing so fast because they're they're talking about you know who is the who's the lender's attorney what do you have to do before closing when are closing checks dispersed and i'm like i've already had a few closings i think i know this and i was able to get through it so quick i just about knew everything yes and so i mean i kind of got through it quickly it didn't have to take any notes so there's there's some of them like that but there's also some things where i have to it's different because it's indiana law well, do you ever think about law. this too and it's one thing i encourage you know, especially with our new agents here. Hang around the office and talk to people. Yes. And I'm not talking about clients, but also hang around the office and listen. Yeah. For this reason. You ever notice that? I call it, I, I was telling somebody the other day, I've learned enough to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, I say that jokingly, but I'm learned, I've learned quite a bit to be confident. But more importantly, I've learned quite a bit to understand that learning never ends. Mm-hmm. And there's an amazing amount of knowledge that an agent, especially a newer agent in this office, just by listening around here, by osmosis, you know, listening, I mean, what do we got? How many online trainings or in-person trainings do we have a week? Four? Yeah. By the way, totally optional, but four. Yeah, minimal. And by the way, they're all videotaped and they're all in our, um, our resource center you know, company intranet, so to speak, the hub. It's mm-hmm. all right there. So just by listening, it's amazing how you're just like, oh. Yeah, so you so so imagine that. You factor in what you learn from new agents. I mean older agents. You're a new agent, you learn from more experienced agents. Then on top of that you got boot camp. Yes. And then on top of that you got YouTube. And then you go into the resource center and then you got the learn center. Yeah. I mean that's different things right there, and then and then not even count, and then that doesn't even count just the weekly trainings that we do have. Oh, we yeah. started a training, uh, the marketing workshop. Yes, that's been great stuff right there. And there's been things that I've learned about marketing, about social media, about um, just you know, the internet that I wouldn't have known if I never would have went to that. And it probably took me about 45 minutes to sit in that class. There was a lot of stuff that I knew. That's amazing you said that for this reason, because I look at you as you know. Extremely intelligent, extremely accomplished, extremely hard working, 20 something year old that, you know, 
you are well-versed in every type of social media. I look at you as well-versed in, in, in anything digital marketing already. And yet, here you are saying, oh, I already learned some stuff. So, you know, coming in here, and that's where I was just, I was excited about um, kind of, you see a lot of folks um, in a lot of businesses right now, and, and even in the real estate business, Mm-hmm. that kind of got like a frown on their face. There's a lot of things going on. You're just, you know, you've got elections. You've got, okay, what's the economy? What's the interest rate? You know, interest rates are going up, yeah. But it's also pretty exciting for me to see people coming in here with, the, with a smile on their face, and they're working, and they're getting it. They're helping people. And it's, it's, you know, how can we spread that love? I don't know. I think the one thing we'll talk about, like I said, next week we're going to talk about the speed of trust which to me goes into networking because mm-hmm. I want to hear about some more networking stories from you and, mm-hmm. and where you want to be and you know, kind of where we both want to be. Where do we think that network will help us? And we'll start looking to get some more guests in here. Yeah, for you sure. Know? And I definitely think, before we wrap this episode up, I just want to make sure that everybody knows prospecting is the key to any sales job ever. No matter if you're selling cars, if you're selling real estate, if you're selling solar panels, if you're selling freaking TV services, security systems, no matter what it is, prospecting is key. And this is just a few ideas that we had to give you, which is BNI, email uh, database, um, following up with your past clients, door knocking. Um, if you're gonna, ha- if you're putting door hangers on doors, uh, you know stuff of that. I just want to make sure that you all know that prospecting is key. Um, Nobody's the best at staying 100% consistent prospecting on a daily basis, but mm-hmm. the best thing that you can do is just try to do it as much as possible. And, and consistency kills. And here's the thing. It's hard. And it's hard because you got to follow up. And you get busy yeah. during your prospecting. It is it's so busy like people say, "Hey, I want to do some door knocking. How many doors do you want to hit?" I'm going to there's, you know, there's 156 houses in that neighborhood. I'm going to go try to hit 50 or 40. Well, what if you ended up talking to people for 10 minutes at a time? I mean, think about that. Yeah, that can take time. Yeah, and I've been talking a while. How can you, how can you measure that? As you said, how can you schedule that? And when I say, you know, we'll talk about the speed of trust, it all relates to prospecting. Mm-hmm. Because to me, you know, my view on prospecting is um, anybody. If anybody out there is in sales and I don't care what you're selling um, and you need help prospecting, uh, give me a call because I, oh, I can guarantee you that you already have a book of business that you're just not even touching. I guarantee you already have it, and I will help you open it. Because people have that, you know, everybody's got a book of business somewhere. Mm -hmm. They just don't know it's a book of business. Mm -hmm. And it's not, well, I don't want to sell to my friends. I don't want to call my friends. You don't have to call your friends. Call your friends and talk to your friends, but don't be honest. Hey, listen, how's it going? The more people you meet. And you're probably not going to get... You know, oh, I need to buy a house. You know, the worst thing you can do is, you know, whether you're in car sales. Hey, how's it going, Ramir? Hey, I'm in the car business. Um, I don't need a car. Well, that's not what I'm calling about. Just if you know anybody that does, let me know. How are you doing? And it goes back to purity purpose. And that goes, like I said, the speed of trust. So everything we do is about prospecting because prospecting is continuous, right? It's continuous no matter what, even when you're busy, when you're slow prospecting, prospecting, prospecting. That's what it's about. Well, listen, Ramirez, it's been great. We got week two, episode two. Let's put this thing out there. Um, got a huge, huge week coming up for everybody. 
and uh, we'll come back with some results. I'll bring out some numbers this week, see how we both did. Yeah, sounds like a plan. All we right. really appreciate you all taking a listen. If you all have any questions, feel free to contact us. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate you all listening. All right, let's go. It's been a great day. Everyone, have a great day. We're out there. Go out there and get it. Prospect. I love the chase and the hunt, and I set the pace when I'm running.